All right, guys, and welcome to Don't Tread on America. I'm your host, Don Q. How's it going out there today? It is December 3rd, 2021. Friday, Friday. And, uh, yeah, you're going to have to pardon the voice. Uh, no, this isn't Wolfman Jack on the mic. This is uh, the one, the only PCGC. That's why I wasn't here on Wednesday. I was... Uh, wasn't feeling horrible. I had a little bit of a sinusitis situation going on there. And, and those of you that have gotten that uh, understand the uh, trials and tribulations of uh, the snot and the, all the fun stuff that goes along with that. Um, so uh, needless to say, or suffice it to say, I, I had uh, not much of a voice on Wednesday. So as bad as it is right now, I, was, I sounded, uh, as Chris put it, I sounded like... Uh, Peter Peter uh, Brady off of the Brady Bunch there when he was going into puberty. So, and uh, I'm far away from puberty. So, <laughs> but before we get into the show, um, I just want to talk about our first sponsor, Redcon1.com. Don't forget about them. Great uh, workout uh, supplements, protein powders, pre workouts, post workouts, gear. T-shirts, anything you guys need, they have. Um, check them out. Use the link at the bottom of the page. Uh, use the code T20 Quartermist. You're going to get 20% off right off the bat. Uh, I will say this. They do run a lot of specials, especially towards the weekends, uh, today being Friday. So check. If you go to the website today on Friday, Saturday, whatever day you're listening to this on, check them out. Uh, if you use those codes, you'll get 20% off, but they might have a sale going on where you get 30, 40, whatever percent off. Um, if you still use the link, that way the show gets credit, you know, for you guys being there and visiting and hopefully buying some products. So check them out. Redcon1.com links at the bottom of the, uh, podcast app, whatever you listen to this on. And, uh, on that note, if you're listening to this on Apple, if you could please give the show a uh, five-star rating, uh, that helps with algorithms and, uh, people seeing what, uh, you know, what's, uh, what we're in, in contrast with, like if people are fans of, you know, Bongino or, uh, I don't know who, are, uh, Rick Rubin and so on and so forth, you know, political, uh, conservative commentators, uh, it'll throw up a situation where the, if you like that, you'll like this, check them out. Uh, also don't forget to visit the website, don't tread on There you can see anything I post, uh, Social media-wise, you can also go to our social media on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Don't Tread on America and on Twitter at DTOM underscore 1775. But if you visit the website, you can subscribe to the page. Uh, you'll get updates on show, any activity that's going on, any blogs that I post, and it also link you to the social media platforms. So uh, for today's show, we have a couple of different notes that I'm going to kind of bounce around here I'm, I'm telling you i had stuff on wednesday and i've kind of let it go for the fact that um it was current news and i don't want to talk about something that's two three days old just for the fact that you've already heard it um but i want to go over unfortunately in the world we live in today you know chris and i when we first started doing this show for the first however many weeks we talked constantly about covid we always talked about covid and it dominated our, our lives. You know, this was, you know, January, February of, of this year when we first started the show. Um, and what are you going to do? So we felt that people were getting tired of hearing about it. 
the situation has not gone away. It hasn't gotten any better. Here we are still, right, dealing with this crap. And, um, you know, you can't help but to talk about it. But I, I wanted to go over a couple different situations with with the new variant, the Omnicron. I did a show on Sunday about that. Uh, go over some numbers and uh, what the Biden administration's doing to uh, ever so slightly take our liberties away. Also got some stuff on Alec Baldwin. He did an interview with George Snuffleupagus uh, the other night. Uh, a couple of things I want to talk about with that. Just uh, things that I've, my, my thought process. And, uh, and Kamala Harris, what's going on with her staff? They're dropping like flies over there. And then we'll, we'll segue into uh, some more Biden and Harris poll numbers and job numbers were released today for, for uh, November. And uh, we'll go over that and the polling and all the fun stuff of how crappy of a job this motherfucker is doing. Our, you know, most popular president ever. Okay, so into uh, our COVID talk, unfortunately. So as we've been seeing, you guys have been seeing more and more about this, that... Um, the um, the vaccine mandates are, are pretty much getting kicked in the ass, right? Uh, court in Mississippi just uh, negated vaccine mandates for healthcare workers. You had the court in New Orleans a couple weeks ago negate the uh, OSHA mandates. So it's literally falling falling apart at this point because it's not legal. No matter what they want to say or want to do, it's not legal. Well, here's a new, uh, new wrinkle to the situation. So uh, the White House says domestic travel vaccine requirements on the table due to Om- Omicron variant. Okay. So the White House on Thursday said COVID-19 vaccine requirements for domestic travel still on the table as the United States heads into the winter no- months and battles the new Omicron variant, saying the Biden administration will continue to evaluate and assess on a daily basis. So they're honestly trying to insinuate or not even insinuate. They're basically telling you, if you want to travel from state to state in this country, you're going to have to have, um, you know, your vaccine, your, 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 uh, fucking, what's it called? The, uh, vaccine passport, right? So more and more they're, they're, it's interesting because is, as stupid as people may think me and Chris are, you know, take it for what it is. You know, we have a job that we do. This is a hobby. You know, obviously Chris isn't on as much as he was at the beginning, but nonetheless, this was a hobby for us. This is a hobby for me. It's something I still do. You know, I try to get on here three days a week. Uh, you know, um, can't help it. You had holidays and you know, I got sick. So it is what it is. And it wasn't COVID. You know, contrary to everyone, God forbid someone gets sick and it'd be not COVID. But nonetheless, um, we called a lot of this shit out early in the year. I'm talking January, February. If you go back to some of our early shows, we talked about this. Chris Chris talked about this. And as much as I can label Chris a conspiracy theorist and whatever, and we have interesting conversations about the what if of different, you know, different things, not just COVID, but just in general. And I'm going to give him the benefit of saying this, that he is probably right. Well, I shouldn't say probably. He's right a lot more than he's wrong 
about things. Uh, I don't know if I can gauge a percentage, but I would say somewhere in the 60 to 70 percentile of the things he says turns out to be somewhat accurate. And then maybe another 10 or so percent of it's half accurate. You know, I mean, you know, some of the stuff he he was saying, it was a little far-fetched and I was kind of like, eh, you know, we'll see. And right now we're looking at one of the things was traveling. You know, he he had mentioned, oh, you're going to need a vaccine passport to go to the grocery store, to go shopping, to go to do this and go do that. And this was before they started talking about vaccine mandates. This wasn't like after they started talking about it. This was beforehand. Um, because when we started doing the show, the vaccines hadn't even been out yet. They were just starting to roll out, if I'm not mistaken, in February. And he was making these comments when the vaccines first started rolling out to the elderly and whatnot. You know, there was no mention of vaccine mandates. And then as it started trickling down, as the age range started lowering and, and more people were able to get the, the shot, it wasn't so much a, do you want to get the shot? Or more so into the, you need to get the shot, you know? But, um, you know, it's a scary situation. But I think the thing that kills me the most is, and I talked about this, I believe, on the last show. You know, last year, the COVID numbers were at 385,000 for the year. Okay, or, or I'm assuming they said for the year. I don't know if that's from March to December, if that's January. I don't know where they started and finished. But nonetheless, for the year of 2020, it was 385,000. It was a hair more, but, you know, just for easy math, it was 385,000. So far this year, we've surpassed 400,000 deaths. Okay, it was still a month ago. Now, it was current. That's a current number. It was, it was um, 400,000 and five hundred and whatever people um one one too many one person too many is too many but point being is this do we recall when biden um had this to say Two hundred twenty thousand americans dead you hear nothing else i say tonight hear this anyone who's responsible for not taking control in fact not saying i'm I take no responsibility initially. Anyone who's responsible for that many deaths should not remain as president of the United States of America. Now, I'm, I, there's more to this clip. I just wanted to stop right there. This was him and Trump. I believe this was in August. Um, he made this comment where there was around 200,000 deaths to that point uh, from COVID. So this was him saying that this guy shouldn't be president. He's had over 200,000 deaths so far. Let's continue. We're in a situation where there are 1,000 deaths a day now, 1,000 deaths a day, and there are over 70,000 new cases per day. Compared to what's going on in Europe, as the New England Medical Journal said, they're starting from a very low rate. We're starting from a very high rate. The expectation is we'll have another 200,000 Americans dead between now and the end of the year. If we just wore these masks, the president's own advisors have told him, we could save 100,000 lives. And we're in a circumstance where the president thus far and still has no plan, no comprehensive plan. What I would do is make sure we have... So there's, there's your guy right there saying... So uh, he said 220,000 deaths um, as of this. And I, like I said, I believe that was the um, debate they had in August. 
And um, so he said, at by the end of the year, we'd be at four hundred thousand deaths. And uh, yeah, he wasn't he wasn't far off. We were at three eighty five. Nonetheless, he was uh, you know forty thousand or so, give or take, short of of the number. So this man ran on the fact that the um the uh that he was going to get rid of covid right that was his one of his biggest stance was i'm going to eradicate a covid i i know what to do now i'll say this also the 385,000 deaths under trump was without a vaccine this was a new thing we didn't know anything about now, like I said, we could say, you know, we can go into details and we can have conspiracy theories about this, that, and the other thing. That's not what I'm talking about. That's a, that's, like I said, that's a show for another day. Chris will be back on here soon and we'll have one of those shows. This is more a situation of he ran on promises that he was going to get rid of COVID. Well, Trump handed him a vaccine. Okay. When he took office, within a few weeks of him taking office, he had the vaccine. So in the meantime, you've done mandates, you've done mass mandates, you've done um, travel requirements, you've done vaccine passport mandates, you've done, you've tried to push vaccine mandates. Um, I don't know the exact number because every time you look up the number, it's a different story. So I've heard anywhere from 65% to 70 some percent of Americans are vaccinated. Now, I don't know what those numbers are, if it's 60 percent or fully or 70 percent have gotten one shot or two. I don't know. And I don't know what they consider fully vaccinated. If it's two shots, three shots, six shots, whatever. Um, and let's, you know, let's not go into the whole conversation of what a vaccine is, because uh, I don't I'm I'm getting to the point where I got to stop calling this a covid vaccine because it's not it's covid shot. OK, they're calling the flu shot now a flu vaccine. Let's keep it real. Let's keep it what it was. For the past however many years the flu shot was around, it was the flu shot. There was no guarantee that you weren't going to get the flu. The guarantee of the flu shot was that it, if you do get the flu, it might not be as severe, depending on what strain you got. Okay, so COVID's very similar in situation in the fact that we have how many strains right now of COVID, right? I mean, you got the Delta, you got the Omni, you got the Lambda, 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 you got the... All these different strains, you know, we're calling them variants, but they're strains. They're different strains of COVID. Is the COVID shot that came out with, you know, the beginning, is that a one shot, shot you know, fits all? No, because remember I played you the shot, the uh, audio from uh, the Moderna president who said, you know, if this strain is different in any way, it'll be spring of next year before we come up with another, a different vaccine. Okay, so are they going to have a different vaccine for every variant? Okay, so what are we going to have to get? 25 fucking vaccine shots and then get boosters on top of that? We don't know what's in these things. They're not releasing the data. They're holding on to that for 50 some odd years. Why? Why can't you release the data? Would I be able to make a food product or make a chemical product of some sort for whatever reason? And not be able to put the ingredients on it? Would the FDA approve that? No, they wouldn't. Would I be able to sell that to the mass public as a safe 
you know, something to put in your body safely. If I didn't have the ingredients on it here, try this bag of uh, Stay Puff McGillicuddy's. What's in them? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Just eat them. No, it wouldn't be. I wouldn't be allowed to sell them. Why are we allowed to, quote unquote, sell this? Granted, you're not paying for the vaccine. I get that. But you can guarantee your ass that that all these damn pharmaceutical companies are making their money. Okay. And these pharmacists that continue to push the shit without knowing your personal medical history is pushing the shit. Why? Because they get paid to do so. Every shot in an arm is money in their pocket. I'm not saying they're getting paid thousands and thousands of dollars per shot, but I guarantee you, I, I, I really wish I could find that number. I really wish I knew a pharmacist that would just, even if you just wanted a K5 and not tell me your name, tell me what pharmacist, I don't give a shit. I'm a pharmacist in Illinois. Cool. What do you get paid per shot? You know, that's what I want to know. If anybody knows that information, guys, you know, go to the website, don'ttreadallamerica.com. You can message me on there. You can be anonymous. I don't care. I, I swear to God, I will not let your information out. I just want to know that number. I'm sure it's universal. I'm sure a pharmacist in Illinois gets paid what a pharmacist in Florida or California or wherever gets paid. I'm just curious. Even if it's $100 a shot, it doesn't seem like a month, lot of money, but I told you there's a local pharmacy here, mom and pop pharmacy, and he's constantly pushing the shot. Ask him if he's getting the shot. No, he's not. I don't really go in there. My wife does. But, um, you know, they, he knows. He knows her and he knows her stance. And he agrees with her. He doesn't give a shit because he's making money every shot he gives. Is that right? Well, good for him. But it's not right. Well, you can't honestly say that's the right thing to do. But that's where what we have in this problem in this country is our morals. And, we de- and money Greed is one of the seven deadly sins, right? So we look at at money as it's money, you know. So he's a mom and pop pharmacist. How much money is he really making being a mom and pop pharmacist when you have Walgreens and CVS and Publix and Walmart and whatever else and within a mile of you? His business is dependent upon local old, you know, the people that been in this neighborhood forever that go there. You know what I'm saying? Most people, most, I mean, when I have to get my prescriptions filled, it goes to Publix. Most people go to Publix, Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, you know, whatever. They don't go to, you know, I don't know the name of the pharmacist place, but you know what I'm saying? So this is a way for him to make money, I guess, you know, so be it. But is it the right way? I guess that's going to be his problem when it comes down time for him to have to Answer to God for the things he's done in his life. That's his problem. It's not my problem. But um, point being is, this man, you know, Biden said, he, oh, he should retire. He should, or not retire, but, you know, he should doesn't deserve to be president. 220,000 deaths, blah, 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 blah. You've doubled that, buddy. You've surpassed his number of last year with no vaccine. What's your excuse? You know, it's very, and people want to know why his his poll numbers are so bad. I'm going to get into that a little bit later because uh, they're not looking any better. And I would assume a lot of that has to do with the vaccines and the mandates and the whatever. So on to um, Alec Baldwin. I haven't spoke a lot about this situation. 
And um, the reason being is there hasn't really been a lot come out on it for the fact that um, obviously they're still investigating the situation. He's been relatively quiet on the whole thing for the fact that surely his lawyer told him to shut the fuck up. Um, I gave you my conspiracy theory a couple of weeks ago on what I, what could have been the situation, you know, the wife or I'm sorry, the, uh, the husband of the lady that was killed worked for a law firm that was representing the lawyer that was working for Hillary Clinton's, you know, whatever, uh, conspiracy theory, whatever. I don't care. Okay. You know, it's, it's a stretch. It could, it could be a stretch, but, um, Alec Baldwin was on, uh, George Stephanopoulos, I call him Snuffleupagus, a couple of week, or I'm sorry, a couple of nights ago. I don't think it was last night. What's today? Friday. So I think it was Wednesday night. I'm not sure. But nonetheless, uh, here's some little snippet of what he had to say about what happened that night. And I said to her, now in this scene, I'm going to cop the gun. And I said, do you want to see that? And she said, yes. So I take the gun and I start to cock the gun. I'm not going to pull the trigger. I, I said, do you see that? She goes, well, just cheat it down and tilt it down a little bit like that. And I cock the gun. I go, can you see that? Can you see that? Can you see that? And she says, and then I let go of the hammer of the gun and the gun goes off. I let go of the hammer of the gun and the gun goes off. At the moment. The decisive that was the moment. moment the gun went off, yeah. That was the moment the gun went off. It wasn't in the script for the trigger to be pulled. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. So no. you never pulled the trigger? No, 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 no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. never. That was the training that I had. You don't point a gun at me and, and pull the trigger at them. Okay, um, let me let you on a little secret here. As far as uh, guns are concerned, uh, he was using a, I'm assuming, a six-round revolver, okay? Six, nine, whatever it was. Nonetheless, it was a revolver because uh, this was Rust was na- or is or was. I don't know if the movie's still going to happen, but the name of the movie. And uh, he um, <coughs> he uh, says, you know, he says right there, she had me pull the hammer back ever so slowly and blah, blah, blah. And I did, you know, whatever she, he was saying, angle the gun down, pull it back slowly, pull it back slowly. And I let go of the hammer. And the gunshot. Um, anyone out there who's ever fired a gun before, okay, especially a gun with a hammer, and for, for argument's sake, we're going to call it a revolver because I'm assuming he was making an old-timey West, you know, West movie, uh, old Western whatever in the hell he was making. Um, I would assume that he, uh, you know, was using a revolver, right? Probably a Colt or whatever, you know. So, I'll say this about that. Okay, if anyone's ever shot a revolver, good thing about a revolver is the brass doesn't eject. Right? It's not like shooting a Glock or a, you know, a Colt, you know, uh, 1911 or whatever the case may be. So, number one, assuming whoever loaded the gun wasn't wearing gloves, uh, there's going to be fingerprints on the casing. But, you know, I would assume, I, I'm... I, I'm not saying that the cops and whoever's investigating this is stupid. I would assume they've already done that. Um, but nonetheless, you don't have to pull the trigger on a revolver for that thing to fire if you're cocking the hammer back, especially if you don't cock it and lock it. So on a revolver, you can pull the trigger back. 
and it goes back so far that it'll, it will lock. It'll lock in the open position. And then you pull the trigger and it fires. It's, you know. But if you don't cock it all the way back to a locking position and then you let it go, well, once what's at the end of that, of that uh, hammer is the firing pin. Firing pin goes in the hole, hits the uh, cylinder on the back side of the revolver where the bullet's at, pierces the firing cartridge, bam, bullet's fired. So I would never point a gun at a person and pull the trigger. I had better train. I was trained not to do that. Okay, well, in your training, did they train you to maybe look inside the gun to make sure it's not loaded? Did they ever do that? Surely they did. Some of the first things they teach you in gun safety programs, whether it's uh, concealed weapons classes or just gun safety in general, the first thing you do is you make sure the weapon is cleared. If you're transferring the weapon from your hand to somebody else's hand, you make sure the weapon is cleared. If you're receiving a gun from someone else, you make sure the weapon is cleared. When you're putting your guns away, when you're packing, if you go to the range or whatever the case may be and you're putting that stuff away, you make sure the weapons are cleared. That's, that's step one in any kind of firearm safety training. So either whoever trained him is a fucking idiot or he's a fucking liar. And I would, I would gather that it's the latter, that he's a fucking liar. Because one thing I'll say about guys and gals that do gun safety training, they don't play when it comes to that shit. That's not a joke to them. Okay? So say what you want, uh, Mr. Baldwin. But I'm not saying you murdered this woman. I mean, if we want to go with my conspiracy theory of what I, what I think may have happened, then yeah, maybe it's murder. Maybe you are a Materian candidate, whatever the case may be. I don't know. But if nothing else, you're at least guilty of manslaughter. So, there will be more to come on this for sure. Uh, you know, something else I really wanted to get into today, and I really just didn't have enough research on this thing. And the reason being is there's not a lot of people talking about it. And that's the Ghislaine Maxwell, I like to call her Jizzy. Jizz Lane Maxwell, because that's the way it looks like a spell when, when a spell goes like Jizzy. That's just the 12-year-old me. Anyway, so I want to do some research in that, but it's interesting how nobody's really talking. There's a few uh, podcasts here and there. No one really in main media is talking about this this court case. The Alec Baldwin's starting to get a little more light, and you see the Juicy Smoulet is starting to come around his court case. But no one's really talking about Ghislaine Maxwell. Why? Because she's about to name names. And I did see an interesting thing without getting into it because I really want to do some research and maybe that'll be something I talk about on Sunday. But uh, what'd you have? You had Chris Cuomo get suspended and possibly get fired here soon. You had Dorsey from Twitter resign. You've had, I know there's a list of names. I'm going to have to find them. But within the last week or so, you've had a handful of, of top name people throughout um, different industries quit their jobs or get fired or get suspended or whatever the case may be. Is it because their names are on her list? I don't know. But that's why I want to get into, you know, I'm hopefully get enough research in on over the next couple of days. And that'd be something I could talk about on Sunday. But I want to get into Kamala Harris and her staff that is literally, you know, dropping like flies. I mean, she can't keep a person. Uh, 
you know, to, uh, to save her life for whatever reason. Um, she's had, um, let me see, I guess I didn't keep it. There was four people so far that she's lost so far this year. Um, so hasn't even been a year. What's well, been about 10 months, a little more, not, you know, not quite 11 months of being a pre of being the vice president. Uh, so people are saying, is it burnout? You know, the people that have quit, I haven't even, I never even heard of, you know, I've, you know, not that I know everybody that's running with Biden and he's the president, you know, she's just the VP. So obviously I probably wouldn't hear a lot about these people, but some of these people were some of her, one was I, the one that just recently quit was, uh, she was going to be in line to be her, um, she was in line, I should say, to actually be what Jen Psaki is. And for whatever reason, Jen Psaki took, uh, took that spot, you know, whatever, I don't care who's what, it doesn't matter. Um, but you know, so this was an Axios burnout, better opportunities and concern about being permanently branded as a Harris person is driving some of the turnover in the vice president, Kamala Harris office. People familiar with this situation tell Axios why it matters. Harris is not only a heartbeat away from the presidency, but virtual in her office and presumed the 2024 front runner. If president Biden doesn't seek reelection reelection. Okay, good luck, because I can't imagine, number one, I can't imagine Biden running again at 80-whatever years old. Number two, even if Trump doesn't run again, I can't imagine, unless something happens in the next two years, uh, that this, because like I said, if Trump doesn't run, it's going to be DeSantis, so. But, you know, I'm sorry, I, you know, I want to back up a second here before I get too much into this next article, something I was thinking about with the COVID stuff. I wanted to get into this real quick. Um, the COVID variants. Uh, there's still a few more letters left in the Greek alphabet. Uh, is this a way for them? Speak. Uh, this maybe triggered my memory here, thinking about the presidency in 2024. But are they going to try and push this damn COVID thing through the end of next year, just for the fact of, well, it worked in this last election. If we if we kept everyone locked in and afraid of COVID at home that we sent them all mail-in ballots. It worked for us because they know they're going to get their ass handed to them in 2022, right? So just a thought. Something I'm going to get into a little bit more too. Anyway, so uh, her allies say she has a terrific chance of uh, to reset and downplay their early stumbles, but Biden officials privately roll their eyes at her team and want uh, to see smoother, more efficient leadership. Uh, that's the pot calling the kettle black if I don't know. Uh, Harris needs someone loyal who could think methodically to best position the vice president to make sure everything she's doing is being maximized and communicated to broad population and to get her numbers up. Um, one democratic, uh, strategist who requests anonymity to speak frankly, <laughs> another democratic operative close to the vice president office also requesting anonymity to speak, uh, Jesus Christ, I can't talk to speak freely said that departures add pressure to Harris Chief of Staff, Tina Florinoy, to avoid an internal collapse and external criticism. So, I mean, here's an idea, or here's a thought, I should say. Are all these people quitting because they can see they're literally jumping off the Titanic? Because uh, I know, or I shouldn't say I know, but I hear that the two factions can't stand each other. 
the Harris people and the Biden people. Now, I would assume when you say the Harris people and the Biden people, that starts at the top and works their way down. Can't stand one another. I don't know why. You know, I mean, she didn't like him when they were running for president. Uh, we all know why she's the vice president. Um, I would think she should be like, whatever, I'm the vice president. You know, why do you have hate for this man? Or is it a situation where she was told that she was going to be president by now? You know, I don't know. Um, it could be the case. I would, I would almost be willing to bet, and I'll get into the poll numbers here in a minute, that if her poll numbers were any better than his, that may have been the situation. Maybe the only reason he's still hanging on is because her numbers are 10 points less than his, and his ain't that damn good. These people are jumping ship because nobody knows who they are. And they still have a chance to go get a job at CNN or MSNBC or, you know, some kind of firm of some sort doing whatever and making money and not have to stress uh, not having a job if their name is too linked up with with uh, Biden-Harris administration. That's just my thought. But um, getting into to more of that, why both of these people are very unpopular um, they released the job numbers today. Now, this doesn't have anything to do with them necessarily as far as their popularity is concerned. But his numbers, or these job numbers fluctuate. They're up and down, up and down, up and down. But this is these are the numbers for November. Okay, so non-farm payroll increased by 210,000 people in November. Now, this was following a gain of 546 in October. The number was well below expectations of 573,000. Um, before I get into the more of this, the, the thing that's important about that is, okay, yeah, he is still 210,000, still plus. It's not like he lost. Okay, I get that. Um, he st- <laughs> I saw a thing where Saki was like, oh, he's still 6 million uh, people employed, more than any other president has done ever. Okay. Yay. It's only because those 6 million people lost their job because of lockdowns last year. Because of governors and and blue um, states and whatnot locked everything down. And people have lost their jobs or quit their jobs. Or if they had a business, it went out of business. So, yeah, you should have an increase. You should have a bigger increase. The reason the expectations of numbers was damn near 600,000 for November is the fact that we're going into the holidays. It's almost Christmas right? So you would think you, you see, you go to restaurants, they're busy, no waitresses, no cooks, no whatever. Go to the mall, they're half empty. A lot of people aren't shopping in the mall, or there's a lot of people not working there. It's hard to get help, you know? Another reason why the vaccine mandates have floundered, because you've had a lot of these big businesses, you've had CEOs from Walmart and Target and whatnot get in Biden's ear and say, look, you know, you need to stop with this damn mandate bullshit. We're losing people. So, the thing that kills me is the unemployment rate fell to 4.2%, which, I mean, granted, it was like 4.2-something last month, so it's only a 0.4 percentage point decline. Not that big of a drop. But if you only picked up 200,000 jobs, how did the numbers stay the same? Um, especially if it was supposed to be upwards of 600,000. I don't know. I, I think there's a little bit of fudging going on, and that's what they'll do. They'll spin this into a positive, 
you know, is still 210,000 people got a job. Unemployment is the lowest. I saw Saki, of course, she's a spin master out there saying uh, after the Great Recession, it took nine years for the for this um, for the country to reach a 4.2 on um, unemployment rate. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it, the, the economy was rocking in 2019. Okay. And these people were making a shit ton of money. People were putting money in their 401k. They were buying stocks. They were doing whatever. And then this shit happened. You guys shut stuff down. Whether I'm not saying Biden and them did this. It was mainly governors. Now, why did, why did this happen? Why did all this happen? This was the great plan for them to get rid of Trump. They seen everything he was doing. And it was like, we've, the only way we can stop this man is to shut the fucking economy down. And the only way they could shut the economy down was they have some scary flu virus that was going to kill everybody and keep everybody from wanting to go out and, and work and do whatever. So uh, I do notice how he is starting to reach back and pick up some of Trump's plans, though, because uh, they started back up the uh, border, uh, remain in Mexico and all this stuff, because obviously we're being inundated. The thing that's curious is, you know, I saw... Uh, our friend Peter Ducey uh, asked Saki the other day about um, vaccines. You know, they were talking about uh, vaccine mandates and flying here and doing this and people coming in from other countries have to, or I say people coming from other countries, but even like us, like if you're in Europe or whatever on, on vacation and you're coming home, you have to test negative the day before your flight. Say, you know, to find out if you're, um, you know, COVID free. Before you can even fly home. This is American citizens, not people visiting the country. So, you know, what's up with that? In the meantime, you got people coming from Mexico or wherever they're coming from, crossing the border. They're not being tested. You know, they might be spot checked. They might be temperature checked. But are they being tested? They're not being forced a vaccine. So, but the polling numbers is interesting. So this week... So Monday was the 29th up until yesterday, the uh, 2nd. Um, so it's, it's interesting to see the amount of different polls that are, um, that are done, just, just different, whoever, what are different companies. So today is the 3rd. So you had Rasmussen come out with their poll, 42% approve, 57 disapprove. Now, the thing is a lot of these polls are or left-leaning or liberal-type polls, you know, so they're going to, um, they're, they're going to ask certain people the question. So I don't know who and how many they asked. I'm just showing you the, the overall numbers. But the point of, point of the fact is, this is Rasmussen, which is traditionally more of a liberal poll. You still have a forty-two percent forty-two percent approval, which is you know under fifty percent, right? So uh, yesterday you had one come out, Reuters, um, forty-six approve, uh, forty-nine disapprove. The key, the key that in this poll right here that kind of kills me. So you're forty-six approve, forty-nine disapprove, but only twenty-four percent of the people feel that the country's going in the right direction. And 60% feel it's going in the wrong direction. So of the however many people they 
they uh, polled here, you had an approval rating of 46%, but only 24% of the people thought you were going in the right direction. That doesn't make any fucking sense to me. How can you approve of somebody of doing a great job? I don't care if it's president or, or what. Yeah, let's say it's the CEO of a company, and you think he's an okay guy. I approve of his job. But is he going in the right, is he taking the company in the right direction? Oh, no, he sucks at that. Well, then he's not doing his job. <laughs> you, can't, you can't sit there and say that 46% of the people approve of your job approval. 46% of the people that you polled approve of your job. The job you're doing as president, we approve of. 46%. Uh, what about the direction of the country? Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Uh, only 24% of us think it's going in the right direction. doesn't make any sense. To me, that's your true number. There's your true number. 24% of the people feel that this country is going in the right direction. That's your job approval. If your job is to lead this country, right, and 24% think you're, going, you're doing the right thing, then there's your approval, 24%. Trickle down to Wednesday, Trafalgar. I'm sorry, Trafalgar group uh, kind of falls more in line of, of what I was just talking about, where they're at a 36% approval, 59% disapproval. And uh, let's see, so who is this? Economics and YouGov was 44.50, but in that same group of polling, the uh, country, direction of the country, 27% feel that it's going in the right direction. So once again, you have 44% of the country in this particular poll feel that, that he's doing a great job, but only 27% agree with the direction of the country. It doesn't make sense. Your approval number is right there. Like I said before, if this guy was running a company and you're working for the company and he could be the nicest fucking guy in the world, I don't give a shit. Nice doesn't run a company. Okay? Getting shit done runs a company. Making money for your stakeholders, your shareholders, makes is the right direction of the company. Making money for your people is the right direction, is the approval, is the job. I don't give a fuck if you're the nicest guy in the world. If you ain't making money, you're not doing your job. Okay? So 27%. We're going with that one. And then Rasmussen on Monday did a direction of the country, which is interesting because their poll today, right? We said 42% approve, 57 disapprove, but Monday, right direction, 29%, wrong track, 66. Once again, that's your true number, okay? And I'm not just spinning this because, oh, oh, man, he's at 44%, uh, but look, his right direction, da-da-da, no fact of the matter is if he's doing a good job and he's if he's doing everything right then he is steering the country in the right direction therefore he's a whatever percent good or bad or whatever the case is if 29 in this one 27 in that one and 24 in this one feel that he's steering the country in the wrong direction then he sucks at doing his job therefore his job approval sucks period period point blank end of sentence and end of show. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go ahead and put a lid on the day so I can get me some medicine and uh, do some more research for Sunday. 
Don't forget about our final sponsor, SmoothMyBalls.com. I don't know if that sounded sexy or wispy, but nonetheless. SmoothMyBalls.com backslash D-Time for 20% off razor and razor accessories. Check them out. And don't forget, we are also a brand ambassador for Maker's Mark Bourbon, which I probably need some myself right now. Uh, don't forget to go to our Facebook page, our Instagram, and Twitter. Follow us. Give us a liking. And on the Apple, if you're listening to us on Apple, please give me a five-star rating. If you want to leave a review, that's great. Um, guys, five stars helps me out a ton, so please help me out. And most importantly, please share this with your friends. And uh, don't forget to check out the website, don'ttreadonamerica.com. I am your host, Don Q. It is Friday, December 3rd, 2021. And you have been listening to Don't Tread on America on the DTOM Radio Network. You guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you on Sunday.